Do you believe you have greatness in you? There's a quote attributed to Benjamin Franklin that says some people die at 25, but aren't buried until 75. In episode number 21, Matt and I talk about the greatness that's inside of every person and why some people seem to tap into it, while others never really do. Helping others activate their greatness is the topic for this edition of the 2120 podcast. This is the 2120 podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. We just turned the mic on because we had this hearty dialogue that I, I could tell you were getting fired up and I was getting fired up. And Absolutely. We thought, oh my God, we just, let's do this right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's on. And the, the topic, you know, kind of to let everybody know what it was, there's people on your team that are good. They have potential to be great. And they, for whatever reason in life, don't see it. It's in their it's in their belly. It's right there. It's bursting to get out, but because no one has ever called it out or they've physically seen it, yeah. It just doesn't ever like happen. And you know, I don't have a good analogy of what that looks like or but I think it's it's this ball of energy that's inside that the longer it um, doesn't get activated, it becomes dormant. Right. And it slowly starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where it turns into this solid rock that no matter what you do, like it's so hard to break that rock and, and to get it going. And then people just become completely just stagnant right. and die, you know, you know, not physically, but like just die a little bit because yeah. they, they don't have that. And then when you have someone that sees that and says, this is you go get it. Here's, here's how we're going to do it and pushes and challenges and motivates and, all of a sudden that ball then starts to grow and then it explodes. And then you look back and go, Holy crap. Now I'm chasing you because of what it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. It, it's like, it, it's a cool feeling if that ever happens right. and you're involved with that. Uh, but how many businesses, how many companies, how many, whatever you want to talk about, have those people that are there, they're good. They're, they're, they're going to be good and they're okay with being good. And for their lifetime at their career are going to be good but have potential to be great. I think it's, I think the number is would scare you if we've truly found out what that is. Don't you think inside of every human being is greatness? Yeah. Inside every single person, it literally is greatness. And for whatever reason, all of us have doubts. We have fears. We have limits. We have these ideas that we can't be great, that we shouldn't be great. You know, it's so much of it's attached to your history, your, your last name, your bank account, how you were raised. When, when you were telling me a story, um, and, and then I had a, an example also come to mind of, of an individual that you're working with. Um, I'm, I'm picturing somebody that I was sitting across the table with uh, going through StrengthsFinder on. Um, being able to show her how she is and and strengths finder you know gives you this this personalized insights report to see like these are your top five talents and what you need to do is learn how to invest in them so that they truly do become a strength watching that switch start to flip in her mind of like i'm seeing myself differently now for the first time others have said it but now this report 
is it's like looking at yourself in a mirror it. yeah and it's and it's like here's who i am and it is so cool when you get a chance to do that in those moments like you just get this a chance to sit back and let them have a little silence there and watch what happens because when you talk about that thing that's inside of us it is so amazingly powerful and what people can't see because this is a, a podcast but i was watching your your hand gesture you were, you were showing with your hands like this i think of this intense ball of energy and if i was holding it right now in front of you it would be bright like a little miniature sun mm -hmm. you know sure and over time as you described it if we don't tap into that and it's not released or your word i really love your word activated then then i was watching how your gesture changed and it started to shrink and it wasn't quite as bright and then suddenly it was like this cold hard rock core and that's all that's left and too many people fall into that and accept that as truth yeah. it's sad yeah I, I mean i think you and me and the listeners like you take your fist and you make a fist as tight as you can and you you squeeze as hard as you can right that's a feeling that i don't want ever, anybody to ever experience right. i don't want to ever experience that feeling like it hurts and then like you, you let go and like your, your hand doesn't want to let go and go back to its normal, you know, fingers pointing where they need to point. Like it, that, that motion is like, it's slower because like you're so tense. Yeah. It's everywhere. We have people that are, have been gripping so tight for so long and they don't know what else is out there. So when you do pour into them or you do start to activate some things, it can kind of be a slow process mm -hmm. because they're, they question things. Well, yeah, and you're fighting conditioning that's been years in the making. Oh, 100%. You know, the the belief that they're never, oh, we just got a Hershey kiss. We, we, hey. got, we got kisses. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate Thanks, Bill. That. Uh, you, you have to know that it's not going to be an overnight. You know, taking someone and saying, you're going to be great. Here's how we're going to do it. There's that instant, like, look of terror in their eyes where they go, no, I can't be great. Right. I'm, I'm okay with being good. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't know what that looks like. And then slowly you start showing them what it looks like. And all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, this is kind of cool. You know, and you see more and more pouring in and you're doing more things. You're meeting more. You're, you're having better conversations. And then you, one day you see this level of confidence that you go, holy shit, right. it is happening. Right. You know, and now and I look out. Yeah. <laughs> get the hell out of the way. This is, this is, this is going in the right direction right now. And then that person hopefully looks at it and goes, I want more. I need more. Like, what else you got? Let's keep going. And before you know it, they surpass you. And now they're running past you. It's like, holy crap, look what just happened. The, the challenge is to find that person or persons in your, in your community, in your store, in your, in your company, because they're everywhere. You just don't, you just don't know. Yeah. It's not so much the challenge to find them. It's, it's the challenge of like, how do you, how do you open it up? Sure. How, how do you approach yeah. it in? And um, at, at what capacity, you know, like, I'm just not going to walk up to a stranger and do it. But when you have these people that are close to you, and whether it, again, is in your workplace or at some place that you volunteer or wherever, man, when you, when you have that opportunity to show somebody a different truth for them, wow, it's yeah. crazy. And I just, I got to share this real quick because I'm like, I, I'm dying to share this. And I know there's listeners that have seen this. But Marianne Williamson, actually, she's running. She, I think she may have just dropped out of the presidential uh, race, but she's, a, she's an author, and she has one of the greatest quotes of all time. This was uh, in a writing that she did. Now, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read this part because it's relevant. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, 
Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Whoa. Mm, it's a big one. It is. Isn't that true? Like, it isn't what the darkness that scares us because we can hide there. It's like embracing that I have untapped potential into me that I could do something incredible. And that's what scares people. Well, it, it forces them from flying under the radar. You are now going to get in front of a group and talk. You are now going to be the person that's leading something. You are now the person that is going to be pouring into others down the road. You don't like, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to be under that line. You're going to be past that line and you're going to be running. And then it's that whole shit. Am I ready for this? Do I really want this? Exactly. And, at the end of the day, too, it's super easy to fly under the radar. It's super easy it's to comfy. hide the hide in the darkness because right. it's no, like nobody's nobody's looking there. You know, when you're in the light, everything's visible. Mm. You see everything. Where that that darkness truly hides hides those things. So when you rip someone out of the darkness, you know it's like it's like waking up to a bright light. Like your eyes have to focus, and you're like you're trying to see what's going on. And you don't know, but over time, your eyes adjust, and you go, "Oh, I see what I'm looking at right now," and, and there it is. Same thing with this. You're pulling someone out of that dark spot where they don't, they can't see very well, and now slowly their eyes adjust and they see the the big picture and the future, and they go, "God, that's gonna be me. Cool, let's go." And you get them there. For the last four weeks, I've been um, attending a sales training uh, led by a, a gentleman named Steve Steve Tornaton. and uh, he's from Omaha. He's been driving over to Iowa City, and um, so I've had an opportunity to. Uh, have eight hours of time with him. And Steve was revealing to us, uh, he's, a, he's a former Marine. Um, he had a very difficult upbringing, very difficult abusive childhood. And he was talking about working with a uh, therapist and a coach himself. And he described what you just said in vivid detail. So I'm not gonna steal his story, but I just wanna share this is, you know, he was talking about how when he started to have a breakthrough, he cried. And he said this went on for three years, every time he'd come into the session with his coach. And it was hitting him at unexpected times. It was challenging him. It was scaring him. You know, obviously it wasn't cool in yeah. his mind at first. But he said one day it all went away. And he, and he described it just how you described it was his eyes opened. And it was like he was seeing a world for the first time. And he said it was like me standing in this room with... And there's like 17 of us in the room. He's like, it's me standing here, you know, for the first time looking around goes like, oh, hey, when did you all get here? He just, he had felt so isolated and, and so alone and so in the dark that the blinders got removed and suddenly he was transformed. Now he has a faith piece to it too, I believe, just on a couple of comments, but, and that's, that's significant and we can't overlook that, but man, when, when he was sharing that, the room was, you could drop a pin. It was yeah. silent. We were glued to everything he was saying. I, I don't know. It just goes back to show the power of, of the mind that it can either trap us or it can, you know, like unleash us. Yeah. You know, I, we talk about how your past doesn't need to dictate your future. Yeah. And there will be people in life that will hold you back because they don't want you they're okay with being okay and yeah. they don't want you to be anything better than okay. Right. So they will beat you down. They'll say things, they'll hold you back. But our, like our job as leaders is to 
open people's eyes and help them see what that potential is. And the, you know, the scary part is when, when they start to grow and get better, they look back at those people and go, you've held me back for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. gone. I'm <laughs> moving faster and, and farther away from you because I'm growing and I'm not okay with you being okay. I'm okay with me being better now because of it. And I think that's that. The, 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 I guess the other thing too is not everybody can do this. Like you have to build that relationship. You have to have trust. You have to have that. You know, if you're going to take someone from point A to point B, from good to great, they have to completely buy into what you're trying to do is for their, all the right reasons. You know, walking up to someone you don't know and saying, hey, I'm making you great in the next six months. Uh, okay. Like, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. why would you, like, why would you do this? Where you need to have those relationships. You have to. You, there, there needs to be that connection. There needs right. to be a bond there. Uh, both parties need to understand this is for the better of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the cool thing is I have learned so much over the last six months of working with a couple of individuals that if, if, if I've given them just a tad bit of what they've already given me, like I've everybody, everybody is one because I've learned so much from just from, that's helped me grow that if I can give them that back, then it's a major win for everybody involved. But, you know, I'm so proud of what I've learned that like, this is, this is so cool because I've grown so much. And you aren't the kind of person, most of us, listen, I I truly believe most of us aren't the kind of people that we would sit on that and just hold it for ourselves, you know, because it's happened for us. Somebody has gotten in our business, gotten in our stuff out of love, out of compassion, uh, out of care. And, has has motivated us has inspired us has challenged us and so like that's the cool thing is we just don't sit on it you pay it forward you 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 pour it out because here's the thing and i'm gonna go slightly spiritual because faith is huge for me but like if we pour out we're not containers for it right we're not containers of 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 truth and i'm saying truth with a capital t here we're, we're conduits. It has to flow through us. And when it flows out of us, it's being replenished at a rate that we, we can't out give it, you know? And that's amazing to me. Yeah. You know, I thought just popped into my head. Um, and I heard this from an associate, you can't fix everybody. And this person didn't want to be fixed, Yeah. you know, and I tried, I wanted to be there. I, I saw greatness in this individual and, uh, no matter what I said or what I did. And maybe there was, you know, wasn't as much trust there and there wasn't that that true relationship. And when this person told me, you can't fix everybody, Hmm. that was kind of like a kick in my, you know what, like, okay, crap, I got to pit my stomach. But you know what, then I looked at the standpoint of, all right, that's true. Then maybe it's someone else I need need to pour into. And, you know, like long-term, like this associate doesn't work with for us anymore and I'm, I hope they're doing great and I, you know, I wish them the best but at the end of the day when that one person doesn't want to be poured into there's 10 more that do they yeah. just don't know it yet yeah. and then you just have to go out and find them and when you do then it's like oh here we go <laughs> let's run you know I got to share a story with you there and, and I'll put a link to this in, in our show notes okay because this is a video and I use this frequently this is a um, it's called the Dove Beauty Sketches and it's it's from Dove Beauty secrets, Dove, uh, you know, cosmetics. Okay, sure. It's a 
warehouse setting and there is a forensic artist there. So the guys that like, if I describe that my attacker, he's going to draw based on my description, right? So he, yeah. he is between, you know, there's, he, he can't see the person. So let's say I sit down and he's going to interview me, describe Jim, describe yourself. And I would, you know, describe my facial structure, you know, and yeah. how do I perceive my mouth and my nose and my eyes and my ears and my hairline, all these things. Then you sit down in that place, you sit in the chair and he asks you the same questions. Now you're describing me. Now what happens at the end of that video? And this is where like, I don't know, I'm just going to say this. It brings tears to my eyes. So like have a Kleenex ready, but here's when you watch it and they're reviewing these pictures, these portraits that he's drawn, the picture that I describe of myself and the picture that you describe of me, they look very different. Like you can tell it's the same person, but I'm going to describe myself in, in this contained, less beautiful way. Sure. It's so striking because I use it in my strengths finder workshops when we're working with teams is this is how you see yourself. This is how others see you. Like let's pull this blinder off. What if you could see yourself this way? And that's, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's, it's very impactful. Oh my god! I mean, the grand scheme of things and I look forward to looking at that video, but you, it's true. I want your daughters to see it. Like oh, I yeah. really, really want them to see it. For sure. You know, it's, everybody feels that way unless you just completely ooze this crazy confidence you see yourself as oh i'm a little overweight i got i got this i yeah. got that and not we see our flaws it. right we see our flaws right yeah. and you know the people that are put in that role that don't see our flaws don't mention our flaws because they don't they don't think they exist you mm-hmm. know and then like, that's yeah that's that's pretty impactful it's powerful but you know it's we have so many people you know, and I'm just thinking like my, like my, my store and my company right now of people that I would, I see things in mm-hmm. and we are failing if we don't try to help them see those things too. Right. You know, and, um, having those conversations and, you know, showing them the opportunities and, you know, there's times where, you know, I've pushed and maybe sometimes I push too hard, you know, and it's actually pushed people away because I wanted it for them so bad, you know, and you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if you're a smoker, and I want you to quit smoking because I know it's bad for you. You need to quit for yourself mm-hmm. first, you yeah. know. And I think that's that one of the, the toughest things is and unless you unless you truly want to stop smoking, you're never going to stop smoking, right? You know. And then no matter what that family says, the the son, the daughter, dad, I want you to quit. I want you to quit. I want you to quit. And my dad was this way. Like for the longest time, we wanted him to quit smoking. He smoked all the time, and then one day, I don't know what the hell it was, <laughs> like he stopped. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, what was it? And he goes, I just, it was time for me to do it. You said something and you just triggered it, but you said it earlier in our conversation and it was, um, you know, others hold us back or, or, or we think that. And I think there are people that tend to hold us back because they are afraid to see us fail are those people that are closest to us. That could be parents, sure. could be siblings, could be a spouse. So you have this dream that you want to pursue and I want to write a book. Or I want to own a business or whatever it is the people that are closest to us worry for us. They care about us enough. So they're like, Oh my gosh, Matt, I don't want to see you do that. Cause like you might fail. And so you're like, suddenly doubt starts to creep into you. Like, wow, Jim, the guy closest to me, he's like one of my best friends just told me, he's like, I don't think you can make it. And the reality of it is, is we have to, if we have something that's been placed in our heart to pursue, to chase down, or that we have this vision of who we can be, 
we don't need to have anybody give us permission. We just got to chase it. Yeah. And that is the difference. And then to have somebody come along inside, uh, alongside of us, not to, not to like diminish that dream or, or share the concerns, but like, how could I support you in that? And that's, that's like the mark of being a great leader. It's also the mark of being a great spouse and a great friend and a great parent. Like I have a dream. And how many times have we shared a dream with somebody and maybe when you're a child and you say, I want to grow up and I want to be an artist. Okay, but what are you going to do for a real job? You know, we've, we've stopped them. Maybe we've killed something already because we were trying to attach some practicality to it. I don't, I don't want them to fail. Like if, I'm, if I'm going to be a mentor for someone, like I do not want them to fail. But the key is if we're going to fail at something, we're going to fail together. Yeah. You know, when I put someone in a position to be in front of a group, leading a conversation, and the conversation starts to take a turn where it could turn to the, the crapper. You know, yeah. like it's my job then to step in and kind of re- help fix that and not let it crash, you know, and, and, and steer it back on the, the road and, and get it going again. And, um, you know, I'm never going to put someone in the situation to get hurt, you know, mm-hmm. intentionally, you know, because I know they need to get hurt right now. Mm. Like I, I know my daughter is going to have her heart broken. My daughter's, I should say, heartbroken 10 times. Sure. You know what? That needs to happen because yeah. they, 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 they learn how bad that sucks and how it hurts, but they're also going to need to know that it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. And when it does, they're going to find something else to fill, to fill that, that void up with. And, um, you know, do I want them to have their heart broken? No. Do I want tears in my house where physically like <laughs> I want to go out and strangle that boy's neck? Yeah. I'll probably gonna do that anyway, but you know, it's like they <laughs> need to be exp- a warning. That would be a warning there guys. Uh, no, they, they need to experience that, but I can help prepare them yeah. and let them know that, hey, here's the deal. This is going to happen. I'm going to be there as much as I can, but there's going to be a come a time where I'm not going to be there. This is going to hurt. And when it does hurt, I will be the one that helps you get back on page and we're going to be fine together. But they have to know that. Um, I hate the word failure. I really do. I mean, it's one of those F words that I don't, I don't like to use at all, but it, it's it's part of life. Yeah. But you know, they, people say failure is not an option. Well, it is an option, but the other option is fi- fixing it and getting better because of it. And I think too many times we're okay with failing because no one's there to help you refocus and reset, you know, and we need to focus and reset. Well, I think it's like our last podcast of like, we give up too early, sure. you know, and, and we chalk it up as a fail then, but yeah. Yeah. Man, like my head's going in so many different directions right now. I, yeah, I, this is one of those topics today that, Instantly, we started talking about it, and you know the story that I told and the story that you told—they were identical stories, with, and with different people, with different though, people. right? Yeah, yeah, different people that were virtually around the same age, and you know, yeah. same type of just—it was like you, you paint the picture, and it was the person that I told was the, the person that you told. It was yeah. just the same person, and the scary part about it is, if literally within thirty seconds we have we had, we had a story that was identical, how many stories are out there right now? Oh, of people goodness. that are just waiting for someone to dump into them and figure figure it out and um well let me let, let us close this episode on this yeah. and and i'm going to give a shout out to my very good close friend mark moyer he says the best investment you'll ever make is in another person because they're eternal if you have questions comments or ideas for topics we'd love to hear from you send us an email at 2120 podcast at gmail.com that's the words 21 spelled out, followed by the numbers 20 podcast at gmail.com. 
we'll make it easy and include a link to that email address in the description. If you're enjoying listening to two guys take a random topic and talk about it for 20 minutes, hey, it would mean a lot to Matt and I if you would rate it, write a review, and share it with others. Thank you again for tuning into the 2120 podcast.